Welcome to FitChicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program and download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure to learn more. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. So when it comes to online coaching versus building an in-person fitness business, are they really that different? So my name's Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And we are the founders of Fidgets Academy. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about why online coaching and in-person fitness business strategy are not really that different and why you guys might be feeling super overwhelmed and confused, feeling like you have to pick either or, and it's so not the case. 100%. I totally agree with you. And I'm excited that we're talking about these things because I think that people do think like, oh, well, you know, in-person is so different or online is, you know, we're not talking about all the tech stuff. No. Online. That's not what we're talking about. Because if that's the case, then yes, they are very different. If but even then, know, they're not no, that much. I mean more like if you have to have like a back end, like a number site, all that kind of stuff. That's really like the main things. But when it comes to um, when it comes to the actual like marketing strategy behind it and sort of the step-by-step of how to actually build your business, they're almost identical. Well, and, and even just like, even you saying like the, the tech it's guys really, it's the tech is the same too. Cause even well, when, mean, no, but it's, it's not even about having like, it, 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 yes, it depends on the type it's of probably the only running. Yeah. But yeah. nowadays, you know, even for your in-person business, there's so many cool things that you can do to complement your fitness programming with a little bit of online stuff. Like, you know, when we first started our fitness business, the way that we would complement our in-person was by, you know, we'd send emails, which you're still going to do when you have an in-person business to keep yeah. that connection. And, you know, we're going to send different things like online challenges that we're going to do. We're going to have a Facebook group. So there's so many easy things that you can still implement. So well, like Amanda said, we're talking strategy today. We've got to stop, stop thinking about them as being having to build almost two different businesses because whether you have an in-person business and you want to build an online business or you have an online business and you want to build an in-person business, these five things that we're going to talk to you about today are the five things that you need to focus on to grow either one of them. Or if you have no business and you're just thinking about getting into business and then yeah. you want to get into either or or both, <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> because when we first started, and this is something I want everyone to know, we did not know any of this stuff. Okay, so when we first started 11 years ago, we knew none of this. We had to learn it, and at first, we were like scrambling. We were just putting stuff out there. It wasn't like people were like, "Oh, how did you build this with this clear strategy?" I'm like, we didn't have a strategy. We just showed up and kept going and going and trying things and throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what would stick. Right. 
Totally. 100%. And I think, you know, and just to add to that, like people think that we come, that we came at it from a place of like huge strategy because we had business education and corporate backgrounds and stuff. And yes, we may have learned some things along the way that maybe had helped us understand business and business practices a different, like maybe a little better, but to actually build your own business is not something that we were ever taught. So like I said earlier, if you are wherever you are, grab a pen and paper write one to five because we're going to talk about all of these (laughs) steps and these are the five key areas that you need to focus on to grow your in-person or your online business and side note i love when you all email us and say i wrote everything down and i'm implementing because i get emails like that all the time and it makes our heart sore because we're like yes do it implement because implementation is like it should be like an asterisk, like above everything. It's like take all of this and implement. Cause if you're not doing action and you're just learning stuff, you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> and you'll see like huge changes really quickly. Like even when we still to this day, go see our business coach or go to a conference, we come back and start implementing where even our last conference, we're implementing while we're still there and seeing On the spot. So yeah. the quicker you put these things into practice or start to understand it. So what I want you to do is I want you to write down, these steps one to five. Now this is something that we um, actually learned from a previous coach called Alex Sharpen. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it's the idea of kind of how to not only analyze your business in a sense, but also it's going to give you that kind of idea of where, where are you not focusing on or where are you maybe focusing on too much? Okay. So this is not about metrics and all these numbers right now. We're just going to talk about the kind of high level, what you want to be looking at your business. So the first thing, and this is something that, you know, no matter where you are, whether you're first starting or you've been doing this for 30 years is I feel like the most important thing and people, once you've been in business for a while, especially we start forgetting to do it. And it's a whole idea of getting continually getting leads. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're hearing leads, are you, you might be like, what does that mean? That doesn't mean getting clients. That means you, we need people to sell to. Okay. That means building, um, getting people into your world, getting people who now you are on their radar. They're interested in your programs or they're interested in you or what you're doing. Um, it's very different than from someone who has become a client. They're already way down the path. They already are like, yeah, I'm ready to buy from you. Most people are not there yet. Yeah, no, for sure. Leads is really about like getting the people off of like, you know, Facebook where they're just like scrolling through your stuff to actually getting them to be like, Oh, I need to download this PDF or I need to watch this webinar or I need to book a call or whatever it is, but it's actually getting them so that they know what you're offering is clear and that they know that they need that or they're curious or they're curious enough to be able to like leave their email or connect with you in some way outside of just being a voyeur. (laughs) But this is something that needs to be on the top of your priority list all the time. Not everyone's going to sign up for your programs, guys. And the reason though, and this is something that, you know, I get really passionate about because I see so many amazing women who are creating amazing businesses and amazing programs. And after a month, they're like, well, no one signed up. It sucks. And I'm like, well, okay, great. You have this great program, but does anyone even know about it? And also the people who know about it, were they ready? Do they know enough about you and trust you enough to actually sign up for your program? So this is why we have to be constantly getting people into our world because 
we want to, of course, bring them into our world with something, like Amanda was saying, like a lead magnet, or if you were doing it in person, let's say you were doing a trade show and you had a ballot box for a free program. We want to make sure that we're getting people who are entering into our world that would eventually buy our programs, and that's by creating those lead magnets or the events or the signups that speak to that person who would you know, hopefully sign up for the program later on. But we want to make sure that we're having this constantly because one person might suddenly, you know, see it and be like, I'm a fit right away. But some people, it takes a year. <laughs> some people, is, it takes six the, months. And the thing is too, that I was going to add is like the average conversion rate of like an email list. So if you have an email list and say you have a hundred people on your email list, they say that the average conversion rate is about 3%. So if you're having a 3% conversion rate, so that's three people buying out of a hundred, I believe <laughs> my math is so ridiculous. Like yes. I don't even know why I embarrass myself all the time and do these things. Try to do it. Live. We can't, we can't, be, we can't be good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, okay. So you have three people that buy, but if you are not bringing in new leads, you're literally just trying to sell to those other 97 people. And All then the it's exhausting them constantly, constantly, constantly. And you probably maybe get like a couple of more registrations later on, but you're not going to get any new ones. And then what, then what happens is your business starts to fail because you're not having new people, new eyes on this. Because if it's only a 3% and you're constantly just having the same people, you are going to, I'm sorry, but it's not going to work. And even then a three, that's just real math. Yeah. And a 3% is on the high end. Usually it's anywhere like, one to three. And even, even if you're selling to 1% of your list, you're still doing really good. Mm -hmm. Like, so the idea is, and why we're telling you is if you're like, Oh my gosh, but I only have 50 people on my list. Like I'm not even going to don't think about it in that way. Just think about right now, writing down number one, constantly generating leads, Legion. constantly getting G leads. Like, and, or think, think of it as a term, constantly getting newbies or whatever it is that makes you, relates to you. Because I remember when I first heard the word leads, I was like, this just sounds so salesy and so not me. So just think about it, bringing in new, new, chicks. In, new interested people into your world who you might be able to help them with your programs. So this is something that, again, you're going to be doing that ongoing by constantly, you know, putting out different, maybe it's freebies, like signing up for a free recipe book or signing up for a free workout program. Um, we call them lead magnets. It could be if you're at those trade shows, you go to trade shows and you have a ballot box for a free giveaway, or you're at a warm up in your neighborhood, um, or you're putting up posters, let's say that say like, you know, enter this or email this address to get this free um, recipe book. So what's going to happen is you're going to start to get, bring these people into your world. One major thing though, guys, whether it's in person or online, you're getting email addresses. You have to build your list. This is about building your list because once those people are in your world, because we had someone the other day say this to me, but I post on Facebook all the time. We're like, but do you have an email list? They're like, but well, I don't really need to because I've got 5,000 people on my Facebook page and I just post on there all the time. No one's seeing that guys. They need to be in you on your list. Yes, it's, you do need that as well. But the main thing is to have them on your list because if Facebook goes away, you can't communicate with them anymore. Also, it shows that they're really interested in you, not just like to random post and then ended up on your Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. So getting leads is number one constantly. So this is one thing you want to ask yourself just even every, like every day or every week, just be like, what was I doing this week to keep bringing in new newbies into my world? Uh-huh. So the second thing, so now we're constantly getting those leads. 
The second thing is nurturing those leads. <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> nurturing the leads, I think, is the one part that makes me so frustrated with a lot of business owners is that they, they stop their nurture sequence after like one or two emails. So they'll just, they'll send out an email or post something and then there's no consistency and there's no follow-up and there's no, like, we know from business that we've had to nurture people sometimes before they buy. I've had people tell me, I've been following you guys for eight years mm -hmm. and I finally decided to purchase this program. So it's finally decided to sign up for the fitness and nutrition expert certification after eight years, eight years of reading our emails, watching our videos, listening to our podcasts, following us on social media, all of those things where we're constantly putting out new information, new content, and new support for our people. Eight years later, they finally decided to purchase. So if you're just sending out one email and then you're just saying, oh, well, they're not going to purchase. And then you're never communicating with them again. There is, that is not nurturing. That is just like, and, and disposal. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, eight, year, eight years is not usually the norm. Like that, I was just using we need, we need extreme to step example. up our nurture. nurture, our nurture. I was, no, no. I was, I was using that as my extreme example, guys. <laughs> but this is where I <laughs> think a that a lot of people, when they're, when they're doing, when they're starting a business or they're growing a business is that they think again, no one's paying attention to them. So guys think about it in the way of like dating. If suddenly like, a guy or a girl or uh, like someone asks you for your phone number and then they call you once and you have this really great date. Then you go on a second date. Then you don't hear from them for two months. Then they suddenly call you again. What's your reaction going to be? You're probably going to be like, well, I haven't heard from you for two months. You're sketchy. You're untrustworthy. You will fall off. I love me. that. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't so really true. want to hear from you. It's the same thing. So if you are, you know, doing your Facebook page, and this is something I see with fitness professionals all the time, they start off with a big bang. They don't get the instant gratification or so they send a couple of emails, they maybe run a five day challenge and then boom, they fall off the radar because their lives get busy and they think no one's paying attention. But then two months later, they want to pop back into the inbox and run something else. And people are like, I don't want to hear from you actually. You have to be consistent. Think of it like dating. You want to eventually marry this person. So you've got to put in the work. You got to show who you are. You've got to give them stories about you. You've got to talk to them. You've got to build that trust, right? Before you ask them for marriage, which is also like the sale. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. I love, love that analogy. It's so good. Yeah. Like it's so true. <laughs> I know you can't go, you can't ghost your, your, your leads. If you ghost them, <laughs> dump you, you know? They're going to be swiping right to the next guy or next girl. <laughs> so, okay. So you've written it down. So the first thing is you're getting those leads in this constantly every week, every Friday, when you look at what you're doing and being like, okay, what did I do this week to get leads? Secondly is the nurturing. And again, this goes every week too. How every week am I going to show up for my date? Mm -hmm. So am I going to do a Facebook live? Just, and the easiest thing to you guys is just set the same days every week. Like get a calendar out and be like, okay, Tuesdays at one o'clock, I'm doing my Facebook live Thursdays at one o'clock. I'm doing my Instagram lives or whatever it is, you know, or I'm going to send an email on Tuesday, every Tuesday and every Thursday, it will make your life so much easier because you're going to start to get into a routine and it won't be two months before you show up. Mm -hmm. So that's how we're going to nurture them. You're going to share real life stories. You're going to talk to them about your struggles. You're going to talk to them about how you can help them connect to them. Um, and that is going to start to move them along a lot quicker. 
So then once we have nurtured them, the third thing you're going to do, and this is the third thing to, again, is like when you're looking at your business is conversions. Okay. So I hate all these words. I find they're way too busy. <laughs> and they, I think for, even for me, I just find them so dry and boring and they don't resonate. So conversions, conversions. are, yeah, conversions are basically, they're just sales, like signups for your program. They're yeah. ready to take that leap. They're ready to, the reason they call it conversions is because you're converting from being a lead to being a sale. But basically what's happening here is now you've warmed them up. And like I said earlier, sometimes that can happen really fast in like a week. And sometimes it can take hopefully not eight years, <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time you've got, you've got to sell them something. They want to buy something from you. And if you have a program that is going to help them solve their problem, and if you've done the other two steps correctly, you found the right leads and you have nurtured them and shown them that you're the person who's going to be able to help them with their program, this should be easy. Definitely. And you know, the funny thing though about this point is that I've seen this with a lot of people like influencers or social media people or people that have like big followings and big lists and then they have nothing that they're offering. Yep. So in my mind, then it's not a business, it's a hobby because it's something that you're just, you're doing because you love it. And if that's the case, that's cool. But if you're someone that's listening now, you obviously want to run or do run a fitness business. And in that case, if it's a business, you need to be selling something. You need to be making um, impact and income. You need to be able to do both. And so if you don't have a program, if you don't have an offer, if you're not offering people something, they're not buying something. <laughs> if you're not making money, it's because you're not selling anything. That's the plain and simple like thing. Like that's like, you know, the no BS sort of is that if you're not making money, it's because you're not selling something. Because and this if you is, have people following you and you have a list, then they should you should be making some sort of impact and in income. Yeah. Or it means that if you aren't selling them something, or maybe you're selling them like you didn't do the other things properly. So maybe yeah. your lead magnet is for like, okay, I'm gonna teach you how to, you know, lose 10 pounds in 10 days, let's say with my workout program. And then suddenly the thing that you're selling is, you know, vegan uh, recipes for hormone balancing. It's like, yeah. wait a second here. That's a super disjointed effort. <laughs> yeah. Even though they can feed in together, the messaging is so different. So obviously then if you were selling something that was vegan, then you want to be attracting vegans. So your leads and your nurturing would all be about veganism, right? Yeah. So, so going back to your dating, your dating analogy, it's like, it's like giving somebody like it's putting your online profile up and then all of a sudden you show up to the coffee shop and they're only four foot nine and they have brown hair instead of blonde hair and you know they're and an accountant <laughs> and they're accountant instead of a musician and that like it's like it's so confusing like you don't understand what's happening in the moment and that's what happens when you have different lead magnets versus different programs exactly so then, like dating, i'm going to use dating analogies for everything moving forward fyi guys I know because I find it the most, and it's so what we it's all so clear. To. <laughs> yes. And then the fourth thing is okay, so now we've got the leads, the nurturing, you've got the sales coming in, and then this is where the next step where a lot of people drop off. And I don't want you guys to feel overwhelmed, but literally, this is what we're going to be focused on this stuff all the time once you get it going. But if you're going to even do it in order, just start with the leads, start getting leads, start That's nurturing leads. It's then the most important piece. <laughs> yeah, because if we don't have people to sell to, you got no one who's going to buy your stuff. If you're listening and you're like, I still don't know what my thing is. I don't know what I'm going to sell them. At least just keep doing the other things so that when you have 
this thing figured out that you're going to sell, you have the people because and, the whole yeah. analogy or that whole like statement of like build it and they will come is just BS. So if you believe that, if you believe that you're just going to put something out on the internet and be like, no, here you go, everybody, this is my amazing program, but you don't have people already that are following you because they're interested and they're waiting for you to launch something. It's going to be crickets. Totally. I like so now we real, have- like, harsh sort of conversation not harsh but like a real talk combo I actually I like it (laughs) no I like it I'm just like it's good it's like tough love (laughs) and I'm gonna be super honest sometimes in the past I feel like even as you know I love the analogy too of being a coach as a coach I'm not your cheerleader and this is something for me that I totally appreciate when I heard it and I find sometimes and I love everyone who's listening but guys, we've got to get real about how this actually works and the effort mm-hmm. you're putting in. Because if you have expectations to build this business that's going to be successful and you're not doing the work, you're not going to get there. And it's no one else's fault but yours. And yeah. like Amanda said, this is real talk and it's tough love. But for me, this is something that I appreciate and I hope you appreciate it. And if you don't, then, you know, maybe you're not at that place yet where you are ready to hear this. I'm not saying it negative, but for me, you know, I when I was ready to hear certain things in the sense of like, I'm at that place, it all will make sense. So hopefully you like this little bit of tough love. No, I Uh, love it. I think it's great. (laughs) But like we said, we're here to help coach you guys, not just be your cheerleaders. We're both, but we're not going to sugarcoat it. So the fourth thing is the main program and the delivery of it. So you've got sales and this is where we see a lot of people too go wrong is that they sell this program, but then they don't know how to deliver it and they don't know how to make it better. And they don't know how to, you know, take feedback and all of these things. And this is something that again is ongoing in your business because even if you created that program, let's say you're creating a vegan detox, a 28 day vegan detox, and then you run it once and you don't, you know, you don't get feedback. You don't really know how to deliver it in terms of like, you know, how do I send them the PDFs? How do I do videos? How do I do these things? Is it online? Is it in person? Or, you know, even for us too, our bootcamp, um, when we were running our bootcamps, we have a done for you program called our bootcamp bundle, which helps people. Basically it's a bootcamp in a box. It gives you everything you need to do to run an eight week in-person bootcamp. Um, but this is where a lot of people get stuck is that they, they can sell the program, but they don't know how to structure it. They don't know how to deliver it. They don't know how to talk to their clients. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They don't know how to follow up. And this can be death to your business. Definitely. Because if people have a bad experience, they're not going to want to buy anything else from you. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that leads us to our fifth point, which is... Totally. It's like, if you, if you do have the opposite, though, and you are able to provide an amazing experience and an amazing opportunity, then this is when you take number five and you focus on which is moving them up your value ladder. Your value ladder is essentially, it's like an imaginary sort of stepping stone in your business that you are creating, that you are then ascending them through your business. So you're moving them forward through your business. So they're purchasing your bootcamp, for example. And then from the, your bootcamp, you're like, okay, but now I'm also offering one-on-one nutrition coaching. And then from there, I'm going to be offering, you know, um, a personalized what's that? Like a 28 day challenge. Exactly. A 28 day challenge or personal training with like a very, you know, bikini competition training or something like where it's like, you're moving them through your business where 
the goal is still the same through every single step. It's still like focused on, you know, if it was weight loss or something along those lines, like it's still one specific goal, but it's like you continue to offer them more and more programs and opportunities because these people are already purchasing from you. They already trust you. They love you. And they're seeing the results. And you know that because you've gotten feedback from them and you've got testimonials and you already know that like they're in it. They're just waiting on something else. And that's the other thing that's death for business is oftentimes people just have the one thing and they offer nothing else. Well, and this is where guys who, if you're hearing that, you're like overwhelmed and you're like, oh my gosh, like, but this is like next step. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, wait, I need to create something else. And I don't even have the first thing. Don't think about that. Go back to Pause. step number four. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have your main program and some people call it their signature program. So for us, when we were running our in-person boot camps, our, our, our in-person programming, our main, our signature program was our Fitchix bootcamp. So everything else that we did, our main focus was that program and everything else complemented it. So it was either upselling them or we would be retargeting the same people, but like a minute said, with a different offering, like a 20 day challenge. But that was our main program. In the online space, our main program is our fitness and nutrition expert program. Yes, we have other online programs. We have done free programs for fitness professionals. We have a business coaching program to help you guys build your businesses. Um, we have the holistic nutrition weight loss expert program. We have all these other programs, but the main one that we focus on is that one. So the, all the other programs complement it. Okay. So that might sound a little bit high level, but if you don't have a main program yet, that's where you want to be focusing on. Create that signature program, deliver it in a way that's amazing, give the best customer experience. And then once mm -hmm. you've got those people, then you can figure out and you've got that perfected, then you could figure out, okay, now what can I do? But if you're already building the aftermath before you perfected this one, you're going to be going in circles. Yeah. <laughs> Believe us, we've done it. We like, we like to, as create. Maddie told me last night, that's a backwards rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we, we like to, uh, we like to create. So we love creating programs and then actually like, you know, having to grow them in these things. It's not the thing that we love to do. So it, believe us, go back and make sure you just focus on that one. It will save you a lot of time and money yeah. and energy. Yeah. So these are the five things. So number one is getting the leads, getting in your people that are interested. That could potentially be a date right? You're asking them on a date that could, could potentially be a mate. Secondly, you're going to nurture those people. So you're going to take them, you know, you're going to date them now. You're going to give them, you know, show up Don't go best them. self. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to show up in your best outfit, telling them the best stories that are going to help them. It's not about lying. It's not about just being positive. positive. Oh God, no. It's about connecting. Cause you know, thinking back when you were first dating, like what was that date that made you with your partner? If you have one that really solidified the deal, was it when they opened up to you about something vulnerable? like, you know, a death in the family or what they were bullied at school, something that connected them to you. So that's what you want to think about too. When you're nurturing, it's got to be that vulnerability. It's got to be that connection. That's going to move them. Oh my God. Yes. I know this person. Then you're going to convert them into sales. So we are going to try to get them to, uh, to buy something from you. Yeah. The next thing is your main program. So you have to make sure that the program, you have that signature program, you have a way to deliver that program. And then that's where all the customer service comes in. You know, one thing with us at FitChix Academy, we are known for our customer service. It's one thing we pride ourselves on, our team on, and we are huge on. So like mm -hmm. that comes beyond a whole bunch of other stuff in our business. If we are not seeing, if there's any little, you know, crack in our customer service, that's where we put our focus. Because if our customers aren't happy, 
or our clients aren't happy, then you know it feeds into everything else. And then lastly is you're gonna move them along. So either upselling them, or getting them to sign up for another program, um, you know, retargeting them. <laughs> exactly. And so you've got those five things. And I just wanna remind you guys, if you're already doing this stuff too, this, these five things are always the things you're gonna be analyzing your business on. So that's why it's like every Friday, have these five things there and look at them and be like, okay, Am I, what did I do this week to get new leads? Okay, write it down. Two, what did I do this week to nurture them? Three, did I sell anything? Four, how, what's going on with my signature program and my delivery? Five, have I upsold anything? So, and always one area is gonna kind of take precedent. And it's funny when you start to look, you'll see very quickly, like, whoa, I'm spending all my time focusing on getting sales, but I'm not getting leads. Yeah. So this is where the problem is. Yeah, right? or I'm getting leads and I have nothing to sell. Because I'm not nurturing them. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to add to, for number five, for step five, that if you are still in step four, where you're like, okay, I'm gonna develop my signature program and I'm not totally sure what I'm gonna sell to them yet, I'm gonna develop it and I'm gonna develop the heck out of it and I'm gonna make it amazing and everything else, but then you have those ideas coming up, like Laura and I, like the idea fair popping in, instead of working on them, at least just record them. Write them down somewhere so that they're out of your mind to be like, and I have a book that's my idea book. It's literally like I actually have like a book that I want to write and all these other ideas in there that I am not actively pursuing at all right now. But I don't want to forget about them because I feel like they're probably solid ideas, but I just, I don't want to focus on that right now because I have other things to focus on. So I want you to do the same. Have a book that you just write. This is my idea book. This is when they come in and this is where I'm going to record them. Write them out. Don't work on them. Just write it out so that you don't forget about it and then go back to working on your signature program. Exactly. So then you'll have your upsells later, but you don't have to sit there and think about what they are. Exactly. So when it comes down to online versus in-person fitness business, are they so different? You can see now that they're not because this is the exact Thank same process you. that, you know, you are going to go through when it comes to sales and marketing or building your business and getting customers in and making sure that you're making money. This is going to be the same process, whether you're running an in-person studio an in-person boot camp, an in-person personal training, or you're running online programs, online coaching, online challenges, exactly the same. So we have to start stop thinking about it as these two separate silos. Yes, there are some differences between the two, of course, but when it comes to the strategy, this is why even in our business program, I love it because while we talk about, it's called the Online Biz Builders Lab, and while we talk about building an online business, it's the exact same things that you're going to do to build your in-person business. Yeah. Just, you know, again, and we'll talk about the nuances in the program too. So, so much opportunity, but just remember, get focused, start to be a little bit more analytical about how you're approaching this. And if you haven't done any of this yet, don't worry. Now you have a plan of what you need to focus on, these five things. That's it. Okay, guys. So again, if you want to check out any of our upcoming programs, check out fitchicksacademy.com. There's more information. You can also email us um, at info at Leave comments below this video. We'd love to know what you guys are working on and what you need help with. Um, and hopefully that uh, you found this of value today and you can build an amazing online and or in-person business. And or. <laughs> and or. Okay, guys. Have an amazing day. and We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.
Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program. Download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure.